Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to our good friends, Sideline Interactive. We were the first school to have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in Florida, and it was just fantastic. We use it for home games, use it for pep rallies. We also use it for signing ceremonies. Tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just fantastic. Go to sales at sidelineinteractive.com, uh, shoot them an email, and see what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You can also go to sidelineinteractive.com for more information. Great product. Let them uh, show you what uh, they can do for your school. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels in seconds. You don't need any extra equipment or any special training and or any design experience. Okay, you can do it on any device. Go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. And as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. Our coaches just loved it. Uh, the cameras were easy to program. The analytics were fantastic. And the Huddle team was great to work with. Huddle's the complete performance platform. Between their online tools, their smart cameras, and their analytics, you can't go wrong. It's also built for every level of play, club and youth teams, all the way through high schools and colleges. And you're in pretty good company with over 6 million users. Want to find out more about how Huddle can help you and your program and how you can become a Huddle school? Go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank SnapRaise. Go to SnapRaise.com and find out how their better fundraising platform can help make you a better program. There's no upfront cost, your data is secure, and most important, it works. Our coaches used SnapRaise, and it was just fantastic. And you need to choose the best fundraiser for you and your group, and the SnapRaise digital difference will make all the difference for you. It's easy and effective. As I already said, it's safe and secure. And if you go to their uh, website, SnapRaise.com, you can see the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped teams and schools raise over the years. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com and start raising funds today. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration. But Final Forms is more than that. They're a team, they're a technology, and they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies and phys physicals and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms helps with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, 
go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and become a member of the Final Forms team. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown Ticketing helps thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options for their communities, their families, and their fans. To find out more about how Hometown Ticketing can help you and your programs, go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their professionals. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack can help you collect um, a tremendous amount of data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. It's quick, easy, and affordable, and it's information that you need to have. Uh, most of the information is going to come back in a positive way. We use surveys for years, and 95% of them came back overwhelmingly positive but they're also going to help identify that squeaky wheel parent uh, that just needs to vent. And maybe they're going to help you identify uh, a small problem that you can address before it turns into a big one. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. And we want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information, that's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Scott Payne. Scott's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's currently working for an organization called PT Solutions out of Marietta, Georgia. He's got a, a, a long resume, a lot of experience as an AD, but uh, we're excited to have him on the show today. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Jake, hey, thanks for having me. Pleasure. I, a uh, longtime listener, first time on the show. So um, I'm excited to, uh, I think I, I started listening to you back in, oh shoot, you did it summer 2020, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I started listening to you probably almost episode one. So uh, uh, happy to be on here. I, I can't wait to share some tools. Oh I'm my goodness. A young, younger yeah, side yeah, of the yeah. AD. And we haven't scared you off after all those episodes. So uh, not yet. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate you staying with us. Absolutely. Well, as you know, uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio, uh, where you were born, where you grew up in college, and then we'll take a break after that and then come back and hear more about your career. But give us that uh, Scott Payne story. Absolutely. Uh, born and raised out of Washington State, Eastern Side. Uh, small town Wenatchee, Washington. Oh, yeah. uh, so we're sitting right in the middle of the state. It's three hours to Spokane if you are a Gonzaga University fan. And it's three hours to Seattle, which is on the other side of the Cascades. Uh, grew up uh, kind of just doing all sorts of sports. So you name it. My main one was golf. Uh, golf was my big one. 
uh, went to Wenatchee High School, uh, went through public education there, and then uh, went on to uh, University of Washington. Uh, ended up going through science majors. Uh, I came out with biology, a lot of uh, minors too in, chem in chemistry and just random science stuff. Uh, out of college, didn't really know what I wanted to fully do. Got into uh, some miscellaneous things. You can find that on my LinkedIn. I have some really random experiences at the very bottom of that experience section. And uh, ended up going kind of coming back to Wenatchee and got into uh, coaching. I ended up becoming the high school um, head golf coach. And then uh, in that, I was working in one of the middle schools kind of as like the, the in-house suspension room guy oh, yeah. and uh, kind of took on doing a lot of like admin-esque tasks. Uh, that came with uh, our, we had a new athletic director for the district. Um, his name is Jim Beeson, one of my best mentors, one of my best friends. And uh, he kind of got me into wanting to do more AD stuff. And I got into doing middle school level. Uh, from there, I was like, well, I kind of want to do this, you know, what you do and how do I get into that? I kind of ended up coaching everything in the middle school ranks. If you've ever been an AD in the middle school realm, uh, you kind of end up putting on many hats. So you name it, football, basketball, uh, cross country. I did flag football. I mean, you kind of coached every bit of it, but I also did all the organization for the league. Um, and whatnot that we played in. And we had a robust, pretty good middle school league in central Washington that we, we were a part of. Um, we looked for master's programs that I hadn't really got committed. I was a substitute teacher, but I hadn't really decided if I wanted to go into being a teacher or, or whatnot. So I ended up doing the master's program for Ohio University. I think you've had Aaron Wright and, and company on already, but I went yep. through, uh, at the time it would have been Scott Smith was the program director. So I, I did Scott Smith and then uh, Aaron was there as well, Al Sersland. Uh, went through that as the MAA. At the same time, I also did Ohio University also had like a, um, you could do an MBA. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted some business aspects too. So I did two at once kind of, uh, they kind of tied my tuition together. They were separate totally from each other. It's not the same as the MSA that they do. I think um, that Kelly oversees now and the MBA. Um, but it came out with my MAA and then my MBA. Uh, and then right out of the gate, uh, you know, it's not always what you know, it's who you know. I had some connections that had district level openings in the state of Washington for an AD um, that Jim and some other individuals that I've worked with as a, as a coach uh, networked me into. I interviewed and I ended up going straight from middle school athletics coaching to a district level athletic director probably within months. So, um, and that's, I, I went through, so my first one was Sunnyside, Washington. It was uh, where you go up to 4A in Washington State. So they were a 4A high school um, league. Uh, so I got to stay in the same league that my my alma mater high school, Wenatchee, was in. Um, and then the same guys that all my middle school programs were in, in Wenatchee, uh, they were the district ADs at those same schools. So I actually stayed with the same group of um, ADs for multiple years from being mentored by them to then sitting at the table with them. Um, I did that at Sunnyside for a couple of years. I ended up getting, uh, we, my wife is not from uh, Washington. She was from California. And so we kind of moved around for my AD job for that right out, out of the gate. And then she ended up, uh, we were like, ah, oh, we kind of want to go closer to where our friends were at. We moved away from them in Wenatchee. There's a, a school district that kind of was willing to kind of poach me away. And I went up and did that through COVID. Um, so I was at Sunnyside for COVID and prior to that. And then I went up to a, a, a lake town called Chelan and uh, did the same thing there as a district at AD. Um, and then ended up, uh, we sat there being like, we wanted to be closer to family. I don't have any siblings. And my wife uh, ended up having, uh, her sister lives in Marietta, Georgia. And so unfortunately at the time, uh, there's, there was no, uh, this past year, there was no main openings for ADs and Georgia's requirements are a little different than Washington's. So 
ended up finding uh, the job that I currently do now for PT Solutions. And I just oversee uh, the business development side uh, of their sports medicine uh, branch, their vertical there. And so we do sports medicine services to uh, mainly K through 12 schools across the nation, uh, but collegiate settings and uh, semi-pro and pro um, organizations. As uh, you know, I, I say this frequently, but it's true. I just love listening to the stories. Yeah. And, you know, again, the connections, uh, I, I'm going to guess you might recall, you know, I grew up in that Washington uh, area, oh, yeah. Battle, Battleground High School and, uh, you know, bounced around uh, the oh, yeah, Battleground. a while. Yeah. yeah. So, what, uh, uh, um, we now host, uh, they, they now host the cheerleading championships for the state of Washington at Battleground. Now, what I get back there maybe every couple of years. Uh, yeah. And when I was going to school there, it was just one high school. It was Battleground High School. And then when I was in college, they added a second high school to the mm -hmm. district. Now I think there's like seven or eight high schools. It's, uh, it's big so in that area. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's really blown up uh, in, in a lot of different ways. It's all good. But uh, for our listeners, our guest today is Scott Payne. He's a certified master athletic administrator. As you've heard, he's got uh, you know quite a bit of experience as an AD, but um, he's not doing that right now. We're going to find out more about his new job with PT Solutions. Well, let's take a quick break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank the good folks at Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com and find out how athletic directors, coaches, and schools are creating world-class custom branded content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. As I like to say, it's so easy, even I can do it. We use Gipper to announce the release of our podcasts and my virtual backdrop is a Gipper template. Once again, go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class content for your school's social media channels. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Scott Payne, Certified Master Athletic Administrator, and um, he's going to tell us a little bit more about his current job with PT Solutions. But Scott, I want to go back to uh, uh, those early days. You know, you started out, you know, you were coaching a dozen sports, you know, that typical middle school uh, uh, experience. I remember it well, but let's talk a little bit about that move to the other side of the desk. Um, you know, what was it like? What were some of the exciting things? What were some of the challenges you experienced in becoming an AD for the first time? Yeah, I think the right off the bat, doing middle school athletics, you kind of had your my hands wet in like the smaller aspects of what you would do as a, as a district level or a high school AD. Uh, I think a lot of it came when I went through the master's program with Ohio University, you got all these like really tangible tools and you had to be networked with somebody. Um, they, they highly, you know, wanted you to be networked. Um, so Jim Beeson, Wenatchee's district AD, still current AD there. Uh, he just gave me all the opportunity I had. I wasn't married, no kids. Um, so, you know, young and dumb, I just, you know, if I could do a high school Friday night game and be the supervisor done, like just the best way to do it is to do it. So I wanted to learn it that way. Um, and he would either, you know, be there or there's sometimes he had to go away and I just got to do it. Don't get me wrong. I made a ton of rookie mistakes, um, not, you know, being paid to do that job per se. Right. And not know all of it. And Jim was a great, give me some pretty good scaffolding for it. Um, but taking those experiences, being able to network with Jim all the time, when I got the, the, the AD, you know, the district AD job, 
first off, super excited, you know, younger guy being like, okay, well, they're going to give me a chance for this. I must've interviewed very well um, because obviously I didn't have any true experience at that level. And so um, I had really good references again, not what you know, who, you know, and uh, it's just day one. I think the, the best part that worked really well for me was just, I always, I just went into it knowing I needed to listen. Uh, you can't be the young guy in the room when you have, I mean, I had coaches that were twice my age. I had coaches that were brand new that coached sports. I didn't coach. Um, and so it's just being able to listen and know a lot more from the individuals that have been there. Um, the gentleman I was replacing was, you know, had been there for 20 years. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that hadn't changed. Um, and so there's a lot of excitement because there's the things that we could do that I had the energy to go do um, that you might not have once you're 20, 30 years down the line um, of wanting to change or try to go with. So uh, challenges though, obviously learning a brand new community. Uh, that's always fun. You find out the folks that are in your, probably your bottom 5% of energy that you're not going to want to see every day. And uh, unfortunately you have to give 90% to the bottom five. So uh, um, you know, that was a challenge, a lot of challenges in, in regards to just processes. I'm very organized. So uh, learning things that maybe weren't to the, you know, the level I would expect them to be at uh, was, you know, Hey, I would like to look into this. How can we, you know, work as a team to make this better or more efficient or people just always, I mean, you know, how it goes, the door's always open. So people will always come in and give you a, Hey, you got a minute. Yeah. Hey, do I have 20? I don't know, but I have two. Um, and you talk about those. So uh, a lot of fun excitement. It was a lot of fun. I loved what I did. I love kids. And I think at the bare essence of it, it was just so much fun. Um, either connecting with kids and you can probably talk to it too, Jake. I mean, the hard ones, the ones that were always on my academic and eligibility list, the ones that were, you know, going through the discipline chain with me. Like those are the ones that I remember the most, just because I probably spent the most time with them. Yeah. I might've been at events that I could have been spending, you know, five, um, 10 hours a week at, but I really only knew certain kids really well, especially when you're at schools that are 25, 2,600 kids. So, um, yeah, you know, a good listening year was what probably was my best takeaway the first year and the second year. Um, and then finally, you kind of get some momentum going when you, because you have to gain trust and respect and you're not going to get that day one, especially when you're, you know, 24 years old, 25 years old, trying to tell someone that's been there long. I mean, you mentioned listening and, and I've said this many times, it, it's probably the number one tool uh, that I would recommend. And it's, you know, a tool that I wish I would have been smart enough uh, mm. to start using at a much younger age. It, it sounds like you did that, uh, you know, right out of the shoot. And the other thing that I thought was very important, you took advantage of those opportunities. Um, you know, you um, uh, were available, you know, you got the experience as the game supervisor. And throughout that, you were making those contacts, those network connections that, as you alluded to, you know, they help get you that job. So uh, none of that happens if you're not willing to say, yeah, I'll stay and supervise the game. And, yeah. and so, um, you know, ADs out there, you know, look for people like that. And for people like that that are listening, you know, go to your AD and say, you know, hey, do you need some help? Because they're always looking to develop that that next person in the chain. Okay. Great stuff. Well, and even being a younger AD too, when I did go to each of those other school districts, I even had individuals my age that were like, Hey, what can I do? And I sat there being like, well, isn't this full circle? Like, absolutely. Like, what can I, you know, what do you want to do and how can I, how can you help me? And 
likewise, how can I help you? And I still network with those individuals today who they want to go, they went on and got a master's in athletic administration. And they want to go do that somewhere too, as full-time jobs. So it's all about giving back. Great stuff. Yeah. For our listeners, our guest is Scott Payne. He's a certified master athletic administrator. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, hear from our sponsors, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Scott Payne from PT Solutions. Scott, we always let our uh, guests give a shout out to uh, their mentors. None of us got here on our own, so it's it's nice to say thank you. So who are some of the folks that helped you along the way? Yeah, absolutely. I know I already kind of alluded to, to uh, one already. Uh, right off the bat, I think I would just give a shout out to the Big Nine Athletic Conference ADs in Central Washington. They uh, All of them were, were huge for me, um, sitting around the table, being able to pick their brains. I was the youngest one at the table with them by a good 25 years. So um, they were all very well versed in, in, in athletics from Jeff Jamison to uh, Jim Beeson, who was my direct mentor um, and Russ Waterman. Um, he was in the same town as, as Jim across the river and Russ does Eastmont high school um, and Jim does Wenatchee high school. And those two probably gave me the most um, mentorship. And I like, if I owe anyone, anything. It's, it's to those two gentlemen. They gave me a lot of the tools that I have today. They gave me a lot of the insight or th things that they would have done differently that I had the chance to do differently. Um, and so those two, I would also, I mean, the MAA staff at Ohio University, I mean, Aaron Wright's phenomenal. I still, I still am in contact with him. I see him at the national conferences. Uh, Al Serslin's always a good one to still reach out to. Um, and then Scott Smith was the, our program director at the time, and he just was always um, available uh, so they were just fun to, they were always fun to network with. They were always fun mentors. Um, and that's on the professional side, but I mean, I also just worked for really good principals and superintendents. Um, I never had a bad administration above me and they taught me a lot too, because obviously they're, they're way more veteran than myself. Uh, and, but they were always very open to my ideas and they were always very open to uh, just making sure I had the tools I needed to do the job well, or to find whoever I needed to talk to, to do the job well. So uh like my first superintendent, Kevin McKay was phenomenal. Um, my first principal, Ryan Maxwell, as an AD, he was phenomenal. Um, and then when I went up to Chelan, Barry DePauli was my superintendent. He was awesome. And then Brad Wilson, who he now replaced Barry as the superintendent, was my principal. And they just, they always gave me really good support. And I think that's not always the case in every school district as an AD. You're usually on an island. No one else in the district does your job. And it's very, it was, it was a lot of fun to have all of them as mentors that I could look back now and say that they definitely had an impact on what I, how I, how I do it now. Yeah. I always love to, you know, hear the mentors as well. I've been doing this for a long time, but uh, uh, it's great to recognize some of those names. So, uh, you know, you mentioned some pretty high powered people. They're very cool. And in the last segment, you alluded to yourself, you know, mentoring that next generation of uh, 
of athletic, uh, aspiring athletic directors. Appreciate you doing that. Our guest again is Scott Payne. He's a certified master athletic administrator and he works with PT Solutions. We're gonna find out exactly what that is and why you should be interested, but let's take another break and hear from our sponsors. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also wanna say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the trusted leader in digital ticketing and the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown Ticketing helps thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options for their communities, their families, and their fans. To find out about how Hometown Ticketing can help you and your program, go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD uh, Podcast. Scott, uh, before we hear about PT Solutions, um, let's talk a little bit, or I'm going to let you talk, uh, about your journey with the NIAAA. Um, I got involved with my state association and NIAAA very late in my career. And, you know, obviously, you know, you're on the other end of it. Um, how did that happen? You know, how did you become aware of the program and, and kind of take us through your journey? Yeah, so when I initially was doing middle school athletics, uh, I've always been a lifelong learner. I like to learn. I like school. Um, obviously, I didn't want to just pick majors and, or pick uh, degrees and go with it. So I, uh, I had been looking into how do I learn more about being an AD, saw the NIAAA, uh, Jim Beeson, again, my, my mentor and, and AD at Wenatchee, he was kind of, he, he said, like, he is at the end of his career, too. And so he was like, I don't really do a lot of these, but this would be something that you could look into and pointed me towards the LTI classes. Um, obviously, when I went into MA, the uh, MAA program at Ohio University, that's where um, that program aligns with the NIAAA, um, NIAAA um, LTI content. So you come out of that and if you had any experience, you almost could sit for the CAA right out of the, out of the bat. So when you finish the two years with them, you had all these classes. I think it's like 10, 11 or 12 classes that you came out or uh, LTIs that you came out with. Um, I've already taken a couple others that weren't on that list. And so uh, you get the, you get the RA when you're doing the program. And then when you come out, you could do CAA. So uh, with the WIAA, so Washington's um, Athletic Administrators Association, or uh, sorry, uh, WASA is what we call it. But for Washington's Athletic Director Association, I started getting involved with taking the classes through our state conference. And then I took the CAA exam through our state conference and started learning um, how to do, you know, get into doing breakout sessions. Again, I'm really into the tech and how to leverage either um, companies like the ones that sponsor your show, your, your podcast, or um, how to do some of your own streamlining with free apps that are available. And so even getting the talk um, with some side like best practices or like some tech tips, I did a lot of tech tips um, for ADs on how to make it more streamlined with breakout sessions at the WASA conference. Uh, from there, I ended up just, I, again, knowledge is power. So I just started taking every LTI because it was so applicable. Um, so if, I, if I'm getting, if I get anything right now, I should be shouting out to the NIAAA for their LTI, LTI certs. But uh, I wanted to go through and get to, I like, I kind of like the game mentality. I wanted to achieve the top one. And, you know, I needed more classes. I needed more time as an AD. I needed more of these different things. And you get the, you know, the PDF form that walks you through. Here's what you need for all these things. And uh, I ended up doing my CA, CMAA. I got all the classes done um, for it, as well as I still take them, even though I'm not current pra practitioner, right, as an AD. Uh, my CMAA project, I started in Sunnyside. 
uh, knowing I wanted to get to it. And uh, by the end of it, it was probably, I, it was mainly, I learned everything about grass and field maintenance. Um, we didn't have a good system in place all the time with mowing and, and grass heights and when the water and when the, you know, do certain things and, and how do you transition a field? We didn't have turf at the time. They now have a turf field there. Um, but how do you um, seasonally go around the clock with baseball, softball fields, dragging them? What does it look like? Type of dirt, type of sand, you know, covers the whole nine yards. And I did it for every one of our facilities. It probably came out to be 115, 120 pages is how long my CMA is. When I went to Chelan, I finished it because when I went there, it was even, it was not good. And so we ended up redoing all of, you know, checklists and schedules and maintenance um, checking on, on just all of our venues. And that's what my CMA pro, um, uh, project was. It was just, it was mainly just how do you schedule and maintain all of your fields? And then that one even branched into your, your venues to indoor venues. So gyms and whatnot. Um, it's a great read if you want, if you got a hundred and, you know, if you got a good afternoon to sit through and it's not quite like your books, Jake, uh, but there's pretty good checklists at the end. If you want spark notes, you just go to the end and you just print those out and they uh, came up with calendars and just, you know, when the field's used by youth programs and when they're not, this is a good time to, you know, maintain or cut back. Uh, and now with the NIAAA, like post the CMA um, work, I still take classes. I'm, I'm working on trying to get on with, uh, um, oh gosh, I just, uh, Schuler. Todd Schuler, um, right. he does he does the tech productivity courses LT, LTI 610, 613, 614. Um, I've been networking with him too, and I believe I think I get to this upcoming December. Um, I think I get to join the teaching cohort for those courses and helping with the curriculum there. Um, and then I still write for the NIAAA magazine. So every once in a while, I get an article through um, that talks about either like hiring coaches or I had one on leadership development um, that was really brought on we brought in brian kane a couple times at my schools and he just really kicked me into wanting to be better so i ended up writing uh, an article there um to lead us to serve first that was in the one of the articles i have another one about higher hiring like how to hire for your culture your school um so i still am very active i still try to i go to the national convention every year um it's probably one of the best ones i've you get to go to and i get to go to a lot of the state ones now in this role um, but it, it's fun to go to the national AD conference. It's a good time. A lot of fun people and ADs are just, it, we're a fun profession. Well, again, everything you shared was just perfect. You know, talking about, you know, the Ohio program and how, if you're looking at a master's program, there's a lot of them out there and, and they're all good in their own way, but make sure you're going to one that has that anti-AAA affiliation so that when you graduate like you, you not only have your master's, but you're prepared to and qualified and able to sit for the CAA exam and yet don't have to go back and take those extra courses. And then I love your, uh, your project, you know, something mm. that you had a passion for something that was immediately uh, applicable in your situation and talking about books. Uh, I can tell you how to, uh, you know, get that book published. <laughs> uh, if I can do it two times, uh, you know, you can certainly do it with a, a quality document like that. Um, and then again, going to the conference, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to make some plans to connect, uh, in Nashville. Absolutely. For listeners, our guest is Scott Payne, certified master athletic administrator, uh, budding, uh, author. Uh, and, uh, when we come <laughs> back, kind. uh, when we come back, I'm going to let him share, uh, what he's doing right now with PT solutions. So please stay with us. This is the educational AD podcast. 
we want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the leader in registration and forms, but they're more than that. Final Forms is a team. It's technology. They provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started on the Final Forms team. All right, we're back with Scott Payne, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. You've heard Scott share his story, um, you know, moving from, you know, the great state of Washington uh, as an athletic director, as a coach. And now he's in Georgia working for a company called PT Solutions. I'm going to let Scott tell you what PT Solutions is. More importantly, why you as an athletic director should be interested. So, Scott. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Uh, again, I, you know, I, I miss the athletic director trench a lot. So uh, finding this uh, job opportunity for my family was, was a blessing. Uh, what we do, so PT Solutions at large is a, um, the bread and butter of them is a physical therapy company. So in your communities, you probably see the red and gold or the, the blue and gold, and it's, uh, it's PT Solutions physical therapy. Uh, within that, within our company, and there's other companies like us, uh, we have other verticals. So you can talk about speech language pathology. You can talk about OT, occupational therapy. And then, and then there's us, there's the sports medicine branch. And so I, uh, I get the privilege to still serve and network and communicate with athletic directors. And that is, uh, I think, why I got brought in, let's just be honest, uh, which is networking and being, being in the community of, of ADs. Uh, but what we do is uh, sports medicine services. So, uh, you know, I was in two districts that did not have sports medicine. We didn't have athletic trainers, large high schools that needed the medical care on the sideline. And it's not the same. I, I know Friday Night Lights, no one wants to just have the, you know, the ambulance sitting on the side and that's your concussion protocol. Um, that's not fun. In some states, it's not. You have to have the ambulance, but you also have to have a certified concussion professional on the sideline. Um, usually that's an MD. Um, ATs do that for you as well as in-house sports medicine. Jake, I don't know. Did you guys have sports medicine at the schools you worked at? We were very fortunate. Uh, the last two schools that I was the AD at, uh, we had full-time athletic trainers, but we were also private schools and it was a priority for our administration to, uh, to have that. Did, did y'all do those in-house? Did you, were they a part of your, you, you, you hired them yourselves and all that? Yes. Um, a previous school going back, wow, over 20 years, uh, we worked with a, a county consortium uh, program wow. that, you know, they provided and placed. We'd certainly interview and talk to them. But uh, no, the last two schools that I was at, um, you know, we advertised, we hired, we paid. Uh, they were, and again, they were full time. They didn't teach. They didn't coach. They were athletic trainers. And then they liaisoned with the local sports medicine communities, physical therapists, orthopedic surgeons, et cetera. So we were in a very, very good place. 
So that what you're speaking to right there, um, there's the two models. Um, there's what we do where you can partner with us if, as an athletic director. And I would have done this in a heartbeat in my communities if it was an option because recruiting to where I was at where central Washington is pretty rural. Um, so it's just finding someone that wants to come be an AT uh, in that area is hard. And then our job would have been the job that I had at Sunnyside that we were trying to open up would have been an in-house AT. We hire, we, we train, but they also would have taught sports medicine classes to students to have a student curriculum going on. So, you know, the CTE continuing education line, that individual would have had my hours. And so like you had to find a perfect person that wanted to be there in the morning to teach and then to stay with you until game supervision or practices ended that night, um, you know, five, six days a week. So that's one model you look at. What we do is we partner with the school or the school district and we either, we either split the cost with you for hiring an individual and that the AT is there with your school building relationships with your coaches and teams full-time. Uh, our model is, is we have to have a clinic kind of in your area or an area where we could put a clinic um, because it's a continuum of care. We bring a care team. The AT is with you full-time at your school, um, treating your student population, your teachers, your community. That's the whole purpose of what we do. Um, and then obviously they refer back to our clinic that's there. And then we, if you have a team MD or whatnot, that team MD would be a part of the clinical care as well. Um, and then like anywhere in, in our country, right, you have the freedom to choose. The referral goes one way, but the family can totally choose if they have a, a different um, MD that they like to go to or family physician or a different PT that they like to go to, they, they can go there as well. Um, but that's kind of the continuum of care. We come with our clinical side. Um, the AT is there full time for you. And then we have a whole um, organizational leadership branch for athletic trainers across the country. So whether that's a regional um, manager and then if we have more ATs in your area, we elevate them. So they have uh, a way to go up in the ranks to uh, either manage their own team of ATs um, or to go into more administration role with regional and oversee multiple states. Um, and then we just are as a practice, we're growing across the country. So, again, there's other co companies that do the same thing that we do. Um, we bring a, a culture and a management fee that I, I management structure that I actually really enjoy. So um, as an AD, like I, I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it and I wouldn't have accepted the job if I didn't, if I didn't like the service part, part of it, of what we do. Um, and then on the, on the flip side, I, I'm at a lot of state conferences and, uh, and the national one. So happy to always talk um, about what we, what, how we could help it. But I definitely know I didn't have the medical care that my kids deserved. And just getting to hang out with any of the ATs in, in Georgia or Florida that I can go see right off the bat, um, you just, I wish I would have had it. No, absolutely. And uh, I, again, most schools, I, I would say, are, are probably need your services. They're not like the two private schools that I was at. You know, uh, I still remember the day, um, you know, as a coach, uh, you were the athletic trainer. You know, uh, you were that <laughs> yeah. first responder and, you know, I, I know athletic trainers have become much more um, uh, prevalent now as they should yes. be. So uh, let me get this straight. You do have, um, and these are my words, you know, uh, that national network. So that athletic director out in rural, you name it, uh, Nebraska, Iowa, you know, Maine, uh, they can reach out to PT Solutions find uh hopefully find or, or help network to find an athletic trainer in their area correct again we have to be able to have a clinic in your area but that does not mean that if there's not one where you're at you can go to our website find a location we're in 25 states we're going into the the upper 30s here soon 
So we're, we're making our way across. We're on both coasts and making our way through middle America at this point. And uh, as long as there's a chance that we could put a clinic in your area, we might not have one there, but you're, we're always happy to vet out opportunities for that. Okay, um, well, but if you're an AD anywhere around one of our clinics, you all, you would automatically be in, in, in the conversation for us to get going sooner than later. All right. Well, well let's go and do that. We'll do this again at the end of the podcast, but yeah. one of our listeners wants to reach out, find out if they are in your area or just to pick yeah. your brain a little bit. How oh, yeah. do they get a hold of you and the organization? Yeah. I mean, easy on my end, uh, you can go to our website is ptsolutions.com. Uh, we have a, we have a, a drop-down menu that you can go to athletic um, sport organizations and you can fill out a form. Uh, my personal email is probably the easiest. My LinkedIn is also very easy to find as well as I'm on Twitter at coach Payne. You can DM me there too. Uh, but my, my personal email is my last name, Payne, P-A-I-N-E period, Scott, S-C-O-T-T at gmail.com. And uh, from there we can, I can easily help you out. All right. So that was, um, pain.scott at gmail.com and then uh, ptsolutions.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Reach out, check this uh, organization out, folks. And if you don't have a trainer, you know, it sounds like a, a really cool opportunity to, to hopefully get one at your school. Um, our guest is Scott Payne, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. And with PT Solutions, we're going to take another quick break. Big surprise. But uh, we'll be right back. Please stay with us on the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help the performance of their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's a complete performance platform. They've got online tools. They have smart cameras. They've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more about how Huddle can help you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Scott, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. You've been the AD at a number of schools. You've traveled all over the country. What are some best practices that you have seen, maybe even things that you have initiated at your schools um, that you feel you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, Do you have any best practices? I, there's some that I experienced firsthand when I went to Sunnyside uh, in in Washington. They uh, their school culture was probably second to none that I've seen. Uh, the students were very bought in. It's a it's a uh, it's a very rural community and uh, diverse too. His, great Hispanic culture. Uh, it, it, it's fun, but the culture of the school, like you step foot on it, you just you could see that everyone was bought into. They have, you know, core values that are already built out and, and whatnot. And so it was fun to see some of their traditions that just blew your socks off. Um, one of them they did was a, it was a moving up assembly. And I, I know this isn't like new to some schools, but like a moving up assembly was just so powerful uh, because the way that they they did it. When I first saw it, I was like, this is I, this is awesome. Like I, I, I you could eat you would ride for the brand so fast. 
the minute you saw this moving up assembly. Um, but you would put in our gym, our, our, our main gym at the, the high school, you could put, you know, a couple thousand people in this sucker. And so you put every class around and then the seniors are on the floor and the incoming ninth graders are in an auditorium down the hall, getting the whole talk of this is, you know, this is your next step. You're now moving on to this other, this new experience, this new life stage. You're not middle school anymore. You're moving into the high school. And they had a whole leadership talk going on while we're doing this other presentation in the gym with the seniors. And you go through, you know, who's serving in the military after, you know, high school, who's going to college after high school, who's um, playing a sport at any level after high school and, you know, honoring these individuals and then doing some other honors and awards. And then the move, moving up happens and they, and you, you say goodbye to the seniors and they leave the gym, all 580 of them. And in comes the ninth grade class and every single class moves around the gym. So you go from, you know, the freshmen that are already there to they're now the sophomores and sophomores to juniors and the juniors now come onto the floor and sit at the seat of the seniors and, and the freshmen all pile into this gym that they've kind of probably seen a couple times in the district, but they're like wide eyed and bushy tailed. And this is, you know, we got spark, you know, we have indoor sparklers going and there's smoke coming down and, you know, everyone's going bonkers and the cheer team's doing one thing and there's a band playing in the back. And like, there's probably 4,000, 4,500 bodies in this sucker, 5,000 bodies in this thing, just past the fire code. And it is, it is the coolest experience because you just made a moment for the seniors moving the new seniors coming in and then the freshmen that are brand new to the building um, before you even go to summer break. And, and then we did the same kind of thing to kick off the school year, um, igniting that freshman class again to understand these are your core values that you will live by. Um, these are what, this is what we're about. This is what it means to be a Grizzly. And then we did that from the academic side through the athletic side. And as an AD, right, you know, if you have healthy athletic programs, I'm not saying like you're winning state championships, but healthy athletic programs, kids that are on, you know, academic ineligibility, they're not getting in trouble. We have a lot of high participation rates that 100% feeds right back to your academic setting and teachers are having better relationships with kids. The grades are better. The school climate's better. Um, we had that ecosystem and it was very, it was very well worked. Um, that's probably my best one to see. I, it's just, it was one of those things that you saw that you're like, this is so cool. I can't believe I get to be a part of it. How can I help make it even better? Um, and, and that was the fun part. The other, other one that comes to mind, uh, the, the, the dreaded homecoming week when we all are on like overtime hours and then some, uh, you know, the homecoming football game and all that. We did a really cool um, version of, uh, you know, powder puff football. Uh, we used it as a fundraiser um, at Sunnyside and you would pack our, our, our varsity football field with community members, we did a huge cookout. There was a parade that we did before it at night and kicked off at six. And it was the junior girls versus the senior girls, organized teams, flag football status, announcer, music, full game, you know, full meal deal. And uh, we would pack our stadium with ticket sales and everything for people to come do this um, traditional just powder puff game. And it was just wild to me that I was just like, I had never seen that. And when actually we didn't do it that well, it was just this like, Oh, powder puffs happening at night, you know, come out and have fun. And this was like, well, way more organized 22 page, like manual of here's here's the SOPs, like all this, but it was the parade leading up to it through the downtown area where people would come out and watch. And then that whole crowd would just come through the gate to go watch for two hours, you know, flag football. And uh, for us at the time, flag football wasn't a thing. So this powder puff was, was a fun, fun, uh, just, it was a fun community event for, 
something that you didn't really think was going to be a community-based event. So. Now, talking about flag football, uh, we've, we've done that in a number of schools. And it, for me, ours, uh, equal parts fun and equal parts, you know, guys, I just hope nobody gets hurt. And, you know, <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> very, very competitive, sometimes maybe too oh, yeah. competitive. But your first example, you know, the, the promotion ceremony and the welcoming and the new freshman, you know, coaches and, and principals and ADs, they talk all the time about trying to build a culture. Uh, I mean, that's yep. it right there where everything, the school is connected. It's not a basketball team culture. It's not a baseball team culture. It's the school culture. You know, when you've got that going for you, you're absolutely right. That definitely leads to, you know, more victories on the field and court. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. For listeners, our guest today is Scott Payne, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. He's a longtime AD, but now he works with PT Solutions. You need to check it out. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank our friends at SnapRaise. Go to SnapRaise.com and find out how better fundraising can make a better program. Get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. With snapraise.com, there's no upfront cost. Your data is secure. Uh, you can track the donations. And best of all, it works. Uh, choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical. And the SnapRaise digital fundraising difference includes success. Our coaches have used snapraise.com, and it's just tremendous. Go to snapraise.com's website and see the testimonials from schools that they have helped raise thousands of dollars. So go to snapraise.com and change your fundraising game plan with a fundraiser that works for you. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone. Again, our guest is Scott Payne, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Scott, a um, hundred years ago when I was in high school, um, our coaches would say things like, you know, come on, you got to be tough or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And we kind of knew what they meant and, and we would do it. Um, in the many years since then, uh, we have figured out much better ways to communicate to our student athletes. Uh, but at the same time, I think toughness is still a valuable part of the athletic experience and for life. So here's my question. How can we help kids develop toughness? while also being sensitive to the very real social emotional challenges that a generation Z kid experiences that I never had to go through. Do you have any advice for us? Yeah. I mean, I was a younger coach. So uh, a lot of my like seniors and I weren't, we're not like too far off in terms of like a decade of, of age experience. Uh, and one of the things that I learned pretty quickly like in order to have them learn, you know, quote unquote toughness, uh, no matter what, like I'm talking more so my seniors in high school for the golf team I coached, but you can even get down into the middle school sports. I, I, I kind of could dwindle some of it down to uh, was how do you get the respect from them? And, you know, in order to get respect, you have to, you know, it takes time and trust. So, whether that's showing up and like caring about them and like, how do you care for somebody? But in order for me to love you tough, for you to learn toughness, I have to be able to honestly show you the love side of it. And that, 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 that don't take that wrong. It's just like, I have to show that I care about you. Well, 
if I have 50 kids on a, you know, eighth grade football team or whatever, like that's a lot of kids to actually invest in. Well, you kind of have to invest um, in order for them to even take what you want as, as tough. I saw that the best when you could find ways to connect with them either via grades or being, you know, approachable at school and like at lunch breaks. And I took time at lunch all the time to sit next to kids and no matter who you were, whether you're on my good side or my bad side, and try to develop a, a trusting relationship so that you could easily, um, you could easily get them to buy buy in with you. And it took time, and it, it wasn't immediate. And you could have those tougher conversations. You could make them tougher, where uh, you easily could get a kid that fa- is facing adversity to learn like you're going to face this more than just now, and like have that life lesson conversation with them but them actually be going through an adverse situation. Maybe they got caught cheating or something along those lines or something, something along, like whether got ejected from a game. Uh, and as an AD, I had those conversations a lot. And to build those relationships, I actually had to hope that the coach that I had in place had already built a relationship with the kid. And my, my first AD gig, our, my head football coach was one of the best people at intentional, intentionally caring for each one of his kids, all hundred and like six of them. Um, and he could tell you fun facts about their family. He could tell you about what they like to do, what motivated them. And he could go have those conversations that in making tough kids, you know, where you could have an adverse situation happen, you could make a bonehead decision. Like, let's be honest, that happens. And he could be one that could easily give you a second chance, but in that moment, teach you how to be tough about it. And that also opened the door when I went from being my own, being a coach myself to being just the AD you could have that conversation as an administrator and he could pave that, that way for you because he literally took the time to build the trust so he could love his kids tough. And I mean, they would run through a brick wall for him. And if they had like, if they did anything wrong, they would learn that they had to go be tough to overcome what they did wrong and to have a second chance and to go do it right. So um, kind of what I got going as a coach when I was learning how to get, connect with kids to really teach them those, those, those softer skills that nowadays, you know, adversity hits. And then it's like, well, I can just go that way. Instead of being like, no adversity hits, I'm going to hit that. I'm going to hit that pitfall and I'm going to come back out of it. You know how it it paved the way for me to be able to have those conversations. And then I got to see it from some really good head coaches that knew how to build the trust and have those loving, tough conversations to build up their kids, to be able to handle adversity. Yeah. You, you really hit on, uh, I think two key things is number one, it's, building those relationships with the kids, you know, at some point. And when you have that relationship, the kids are going to do just about anything you ask them uh, because there is that relationship. And the other part of that you did very well was the communication aspect is, you know, defining, okay, well, this is what we mean. You know, this is what we want you to do. And then instructionally, when this happens, this is what you do. So yeah, yeah, very good stuff. Okay. Uh, one more time, our guest today is Scott Payne. He's a certified master athletic administrator, currently with PT Solutions out of Marietta, Georgia. That's ptsolutions.com for more information. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more wisdom. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to sidelineinteractive.com. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards not only raise money for your department, but also create the ultimate game day experience in your gym. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. See exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. 
That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Scott Payne, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Scott, you were sharing uh, with me during the break. Uh, one of your passions is is leadership. So, uh, you know, what are some things that you've done, or what are some things you're excited about in this area? Yeah, I mean, right when you get to, when you get into the AD realm, you get to be a coach of coaches, and you know, how do you inspire coaches to inspire kids and in their own coaching cohorts? I mean, obviously, when you get into some of the larger high schools in the country, you could have a head coach that also has a couple, you know, ten or more assistant coaches underneath them, and how do they provide those tools? And a lot of times, like we loved just uh, cohorts at both of my schools. We brought in Brian Kane. That's probably a name a lot of people have heard. Uh, but more so like after you go through all the online learning stuff that we went through in COVID and like being able to have more accessibility, like what you and I are doing right now via Zoom, right? You, uh, you can bring in some of these speakers that you probably have seen through Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I could bring them in person. They're, you know, the, the fee is probably not always pretty, but a lot of times now they do, they do come in on zooms and can get in with you and give you the same resources and tools that allow you to take in parts of it for you to lead your own athletic department. So like Brian Kane, there's the MVP process and whatnot. Um, you can apply that to your, you know, he gives you templates and stories and all the, you know, the 10 success pillars. Uh, and it's fun to talk about like, what kind of vision can you do for your own athletic department? But then also the coaches take that and they take all these notes because they want to get better too. And they make that into curriculum for themselves to either do as a coach or they make it for their captains. And so like from those leadership trainings, whether we read books, you know, book studies um, as, as head coaches and myself or the Brian Canes of the world or other motivational speakers that have just a really good leadership hold on the foundation of what you need to build up that leadership. Uh, we sprawled that into captains councils um, leadership training for captains. So like the up and like, you know, if there's kids that want to, that have an inkling to learn that and cross that into some of our leadership classes taught in school, you could then bridge these leadership development tools where we're getting them on the athletic side where we can share them academically. Um, and you could get those kids coming in, in a class and see those kids learn these leadership tools that they could either take back to their teams or even just take back to their own family units. Um, it, it's pretty darn for one empowering, but also just fun because I think all of us, no matter if you get it, title and position is one way of having, having influence, but it's not always title and position. And so if you're a coach, like you automatically, whether you're a volunteer coach an assistant coach, whatnot, you're already in a leadership role, whether you want to be pinned as a leader or not. And those kids are going to look at you kids, same way. They don't have to have title and position as a captain, but they could totally go take some of these courses or learn some of these leadership tools that could just add um, to their team's leadership qualities. And you could see that come out in sportsmanship initiatives and just ways that kids started leaving schools. Um, so very passionate about leadership. There's a lot of things I would happy to network with people on um, of how to bring in individuals or just different books that we did and how we did those book studies, because obviously not everyone has a lot of time to sit down and read, read books all the time. And, uh, and to get all your head coaches in a room at one time is not always, you know, obviously going to happen. So they come from all different walks of life. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, you know, a long time ago, my uh, CMA project was on developing a student leadership uh, oh, cool. team uh, at our school. And uh, we ended up doing a book study We involved our coaches. Wow. We actually brought the author in. Uh, again, we had some resources uh, uh, to That's do that. Sweet. So, 
Scott, this has been really cool uh, getting to know you a little bit, uh, making that connection uh, all the way that goes all the way back to Washington State. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, we've already established that you're an experienced AD, but uh, when we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. And I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So let's take a break. Let's hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack that sponsor the toolbox segment. And then we're going to find out what Scott Payne is going to put in his athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. And we want to thank uh, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the athletic director toolbox segment. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys at my schools for just about everything, teachers, coaches, parents, and kids. And the information that came back was almost always over-the-top positive. But at the same time, it allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent and sometimes even share something that it might be a little problem now, but if you don't know about it because of the survey, it could turn into a big problem later on. So surveys are tremendous. Um, go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started at your school. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your players, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's that time where uh, we challenge the experience, the master athletic administrator, Scott Payne, to send out a brand new AD, but I'm only going to let him put three things in their toolbox. Scott, what three items are going to go in your athletic director toolbox? First one, uh, this is probably more conceptual, but some tools that come with it. Organization, you have to be highly organized. Uh, the, one of the best ones for me in my office, I had this big old whiteboard and it, it had six months on it and it was a magnet, mag, uh, magnetized board. So I had magnets for everything. And uh, you could, I had two secretaries um, that helped do a lot of our scheduling and whatnot. But like as a coach, that organizational tool, you could walk in my office and you didn't really have to ask me a question you could just look at the board and figure out like where trips were, or if they wanted to reschedule something that never happens, right? Like you never have to reschedule something because, you know, something didn't fall in line with kids being off on a vacation or something. Uh, you could look, they could come in and just look at the board and be like, okay, like we have an opening here. Oh, the gym's available there. And we had that out for six months. So uh, mag, uh, organization, um, that's just one example of it, but I mean, just organizing anything, anything that you can do that is printable, that's easy to hand to someone if you're gone. Um, it's easy to just find for a secretary in a, in a shared like Google Drive or a OneDrive that you can just, hey, this is the resource, here you go. Um, and so it takes time, but organization is by far, if you're not an organized individual, I Godspeed as an AD. Um, but I think the ones that I've seen that have been most successful, you are highly organized with documentation and just processes and being able to find resources quick. The second one, people make your organization go round. If you want, athletic departments are an organization, you have to run them as such. And the, peop, the way you treat people matters. So obviously I was really close to our event custodians and our field maintenance crews. 
because they're the ones that prep and clean up all of your, your facilities and your venues and your, and your uh, events. Uh, but in that same, in that same breath, also it's just your event workers. Do you have people that just love serving your events? Well, you better treat them phenomenally well. Um, because they're the ones that take your tickets. They're your announcers. They're your last minute phone dials because so-and-so didn't show up. Um, and then with those people, who's the backup to those people. So back to organization, I had a list on a list on a list of Hey, here's, here's who, you know, wants to do this. Here's who signed up to do this. Here's someone that would be in the wings. Um, because if I wasn't there one night or something, I wanted someone to be able to dial a phone number and be like, Hey, well, so-and-so fill in for, for this role. I mean, we've all been there when you had like volunteer chain crews for ninth grade football and you're sitting there and the officials are sitting there and they're like, Hey, Payne, where's uh, you know, you need one more. And you're like, hold on. Like, let me see who, who wants pizza at halftime because I'm going to have to try to figure out my third. So treat, I think that one is twofold. Treat your people very well. Coaches, whoever works in your organization in the athletic department, treat them well. I think I walked around with bottles of water and pop and pizza for all my event crew more so than anything else. Um, I had a backpack of just food and snacks. Like, hey, are you hungry? Here you go. Hey, are you thirsty? Here you go. Um, because it mattered because those individuals made our events happen. And if they did a really good job and they were taken care of, they, they, they made the event even more memorable for the kids and the families that came. So uh, treat, treat your people well, and then also know who your people are that want to serve at certain events. And I hardly ever told someone no that wanted to help out. So uh, unless there was an alternative motive that you learn later, but you never, you never learn that up front. So uh, that one for sure. And then the third one that I, I, I'm very passionate about is you have to leverage technology to streamline your processes. Uh, as an AD, that was my, that was probably my like forte. That's probably why I want to get more into it at the NIAAA level to give back is I learned all the Swiss army knights knives of what Google products do for you and free apps out there. Like if this, then that, or, uh, just how to utilize things that now there's some companies that do that for you, the gippers of the world, you know, hometown ticketing, like I could never replicate any of that, but like streamlining, I made a resource off of a Google site, a coach's handbook. My inbox and my secretaries always were inundated with these random questions. I made this, this uh, coach's handbook on a Google site that had it all. I digitized every single document our department had. And it was this thing that you could pull up on your phone. You could pull it up on a computer. And it was the first answer out of my mouth. The minute someone was like, Hey, where's that assistant coach eval? Hey, where's the SOPs for basketball? Hey, um, where's the, you know, how do I get my coach's card from the Washington State Coaches Association? And all those links were on that. I updated it. It was not a static paper coach's handbook. It was this tech-based, and you could use it whether you were at the end of your coaching career or a rookie green right out of the gates. It was that easy to use, and it was all easy for them to print out and whatnot. Um, and on that same line, you could do that with any of your processes, making them digitized and, and go out. My, uh, my second one on that would have been our, our academic eligibility sheets. I mean, that was a time suck. I mean, it took me, we did that every other week. Yeah, you're shaking your head. I, I, I know like every other week for our honor code, you had to run grades for every kid. And it was, you got inundated. I would take time out of a Thursday morning and it would be four to five hours of just going through the names to make sure like, were they on, you know, were they on probation last week? Did that D go away? You know, did they have an F? go through that. Well, I ended up making that a streamlined process that could feed out of power school, which is what our academics were housed in, make it into a Google sheet and then have that vet out all my information for me using, if that, then this statements out of a free app. 
And then that would generate emails to coaches. I, I spent, I went from six, like four and a half, five hours to like an hour and a half of my time back. Um, and it's just, um, and my coaches got what they needed in an email. And so there's a lot of those out there. And I highly, you know, encourage you what, no matter what your age is as an AD to look up those because you can streamline a lot of things that you have going on or digitize a lot of your stuff to not be all these papers on your desk and make it really easy, even for your secretary or assistant to just shoot it to the coach to answer the question. And then, you know, a fourth one, I'll do a shameless plug, shameless plug. Uh, you need, you need medical coverage. Uh, you have to, you need to have that. So whether you're, if you're able to do that in-house, that is awesome. But I was an AD that didn't have sideline medical in-house coverage for my students via an athletic trainer. And nowadays they're hard to get um, no matter who you are. And they're only going to get harder because they're making their requirements more. Um, it's only, it's a master's only le level of education. So a lot of undergrad programs can't just certify an AT anymore. Um, but they're valuable resources, whether you can do that in-house or through a company like myself, uh, they help your kids out, they help your community out, and they even will help your school community at large, um, just be, you know, healthy and taken care of. No, and I'm glad you did that because again, you know, having athletic trainer coverage is just so vital and great tools also, uh, you know, uh, the, the whiteboard thing. I love it. I had a whiteboard. I also had an old school uh, folder. I would tell our yep. coaches, you know, you might have a game on your website, but if it's not in my folder, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't exist. So uh, I know just where you're coming from. Uh, Scott, uh, again, this has been very cool. Uh, mm -hmm. One more time, if, if a listener wants to reach out and pick your brain uh, just about athletics or find out more about PT Solutions, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, I think just AD to AD networking on through this. Uh, my personal email would be best. Uh, again, that's my last name, period, my first name at gmail.com. Uh, I got, I try, I'm trying to bring my Twitter back to life out of being an AD. So, uh, at coach pain, I'm happy to, I'm pretty involved on Twitter at this point. So happy to connect with you there. Um, and then you can find me on LinkedIn too. And either way you can, you can direct message me DM for those of you that don't know what direct message is, and, uh, and then, or hit me up on email and I'm happy to give you my cell phone from there and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm always happy to help, even if it's not outside of the medical setting here. Um, but a lot of tech tips I'd be happy to help with. Scott Payne, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and PT Solutions. Thanks so much for being on the podcast and all the best moving forward. Uh, pleasure's all mine, Jake. Thank you so much for having me. For listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next time for more great best practices on the Educational AD Podcast. And we also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs for their support. Wall of Fame is on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Come back just about every day for new content. Uh, we have two interviews each week on Monday and Friday. 
We have our team building tips on Thursday, Wednesday wisdom on Wednesday, and we're getting ready to start a new feature on Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. Once again, thanks for tuning in to the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you.